this is chilling. What more can I say? Top villain. What up, everybody? This your man, Bill Bellamy. You are in for a treat. This is Top Billing, the number one podcast for the culture, the movement, and the discussion. Our special guest today makes me so proud. Watch this young man grow up to become the man that he is today. Philanthropist, filmmaker. He is a motivational speaker. He does everything for the culture. That is why he is here. And he's my little nephew. Give it up for ATN Maurice, everybody. Let's make some noise right here. Hey, man, watching you grow up, bro. And, you know, for most people who may not know to see all this love, his mom, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Duh. Say it right now. Cheryl Cheryl Lee Ralph. <laughs> she got four names. No, man. I, I remember when you were about six or seven years old. That's how long I've known your mom. And to watch you grow up to be this young man, it's with all this charisma and positivity, man. It's just refreshing. I see... The future is bright with cats like you that are locked into the culture, that are purposeful with their actions and their moves. That's why you're here today. Thank let's you, talk about, Let's it. talk about no, your journey. I just have to say that I manifested this, man. Well, well, how did you do it? How did you do it? I was a kid, bro. Like, my friends always be like, man, shut up with your little Bill Bellamy looking ass. <laughs> you know, like, I even got the fade just yeah, like you. Yeah, you had to. Bro, like, I always said, like, if I were to do a TV show, okay. you would have to be my dad or I to play the younger you. Yeah, yeah, because we got the eyebrows. <laughs> got the, everything. Wait, I just got to get my beard. Got to get the beard right. Got to get the beard right. Yeah, yeah, because okay. you got it's the right. cool gotta beard. Got the follicles. I, yeah, the follicles yeah, got to yeah. grow. <laughs> <laughs> so what, look at that. Like, so you as coming up, who would have thought that I would be influencing you in a way mm -hmm. and you're influencing the culture in your way? Mm -hmm. I love, I love your story, right? You know, growing up in Hollywood, you know, a very, very famous mom, very successful, finding your own thing Finding your own purpose can be very difficult. How did you find your way? Oh, man, I had to go through through hell, I right. tell you, man. <laughs> like, it's, it's interesting in the conversation of, like, nepotism, mm -hmm. right, and having things handed to you, man. Nothing was ever handed to me growing up by okay. my mom and dad, you know. Like, they always made sure that I had to work for whatever it is that I wanted to do, right? right? So if I wanted to be a filmmaker, if I wanted to be an actor, my mom was like, all right, I'm going to support you, but, but I'm not going to do it for you, right? Exactly. And that has main, remained true throughout my whole entire life. Like, my mom could only only offer the the opportunity in the sense of that she could only introduce me to the people right at the end of the day i gotta do the work right you right? gotta you gotta lock in yeah you gotta lock in but like you know my life really has changed drastically in the last three years yeah you know? man with the work with them that i'm doing with walk good la with my cousin namaste marley ray and my sister ivy coco you know i thought i was just going to be an actor and i was going to sell a tv <laughs> show and then and then COVID happened Right, set and, the whole game and down. We had to restart, and then now here I am. Uh, People magazine they, they call me a wellness philanthropist, dude. But listen, <laughs> this is what's so dope, man. I'm like. I, I got wind of the yoga thing. Hey, baby. Hey. Oh, y'all really got people yeah, here on just, Hollywood yeah, Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, This is the real deal. Uh, this is this is legit like like MTV yeah, TRL that's, type. That's vibe. what I wanted. I wanted to feel like if the fans want to stop and listen to the interview, they can or they can take photos or whatever. And what? Wait, but hold on. Oh, Good. How full circle of a moment it is for me to be here right now, being interviewed by you next to our billboard. Yo, stop playing. Like, so man. we have a billboard with Michael B. Jordan mm -hmm. and Propel Water. Yes. And my boy T called me up and was like, yo, bro, 
This your billboard outside of my office. Come on. I, said, I had no idea. It's supposed to be like that. Yeah. That's God. Yeah, like when God. it lines up like that, man. And that's why I'm so excited that you're here because I want you to inspire all the young people, even the OGs like myself, mm-hmm. Dawn, how sometimes life will, you know, give you a limit or two and you turn it to lemonade, right? Mm-hmm. It's what you do with, with adversity, yeah. right? You coming up in the game. Who would ever thought they, they would look at you as a motivational, motivational wellness person? Like, yeah. Your your walk good LA thing is phenomenal. Thank you, man. I Touching people, it. getting them to meditate, stretch, especially in the breathe. Breathe, man. man. I forget to breathe. <laughs> and that's the thing. Can too. you help up? Can come on, you help come on. Up? Let's do it together. Real okay, quick. okay. In through your nose. Okay. Out of your mouth. Take another inhale through your nose. Slow inhale. Exhale out of your mouth. Now on this next inhale, I want you to squeeze at the very top, bringing both shoulders next to your ears. Come on, inhale. And squeeze at the top. There you go. And I want you to let it go. Open your eyes. Now, what did that just do for me? That just settled me in? It centers you. Wow. Just being present in the moment right now. I mean, bro, you've been doing interviews all day. And you're on the go, 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 go. Correct. Did you have a moment to just take a minute for yourself? No. I don't. I, I'm just like a machine. Come on. Lock low, One of the hardest working men in Hollywood right now. Dude, I literally just got off a plane um, last night. Late. Got in late. Got up this morning. I had to do like eight radio interviews. Yeah. I had to study my notes for the day. I don't and know then how you do it. Do me either. But and I didn't even have no coffee, no nothing. This is just raw. Just water. Just, just water, water and Cheetos. Water and Cheetos. <laughs> And some breaths, some three breaths. Some three breaths. But, like, that's interesting, too. Like, uh, I learned from, so this is amazing man. His name is Jay Shetty. Okay. He has this oh, Jay, bo- I love. He, he got this podcast. He has this podcast, podcast On Purpose with Jay Shetty, man. And in his podcast, he said something very interesting that stuck with me, right? And he talked about the importance of our breath, right? The first thing that we have when we come into this world is our breath. What's the last thing we have when we leave this world? Breath. And so while we're on this earth right now, we better learn how to utilize our breath to the best of our ability because it's the only life that we have. Wow. And it's, and it's so true. Like when you just told me to do that, just those three beats, I just was like, boom, I felt yeah. it, right? Yeah. Um, my wife got me into yoga. I literally got into yoga backwards. Mm, okay. I played play ball my whole life. One day I was doing legs real heavy and I didn't stretch. And then the next day I played ball and I popped my groin. It was just like, pop, I heard it, pop. Mm. And I'll never forget my boy say, oh, you done, cuz. <laughs> hey, bro, that's, that's three, four months. I already know what you did. Go sit down, Bill. You done. I was like, ah. And it hurt, too. Ah, right there. And so what ended up happening was I couldn't move laterally at all. And so my wife, who was taking yoga at the time, she was like, why don't you come to this class? Open it, up them hips. Because our hips are so tight. And mm-hmm. you have to stretch it. It was the most painful, best thing. Mm-hmm. Because I had to breathe through the pain. I had to literally lean into yeah. the, the yeah. dog, down with dog. But listen to it. This, that's like a metaphor in life, right? right? Having to breathe through that pain. Yes. Right? Having to lean a little bit into those challenges, right? Correct. But what can you do? You have to breathe through it and face it so that you can come back to it even better than you did before. I love that. You know? This is why you win it. <laughs> this, this is natural. This, this is not scripted. It's so not. That's, this is why I feel like sometimes 
I say this to people. Some people are born for certain things. Mm. You know, I think we all have a gift. And when we recognize our gift, it just embellishes our life, right? And I feel like you are walking in your purpose right now. That's right. I feel like you are radiating at the right level. Your frequency is high. I feel the energy when you walk in the room. You're centered. You know, you recently got engaged. Yes, sir. That's, love yeah, is always good. It's watch. always good to <laughs> add love to the pie. Because yeah, the love is, is like... Fertilizer. Yeah. Oh my God. They out yeah, here yeah, over yeah. This, this ain't Philly. Y'all doing oh! wheelies right now. Oh! Boulevard. <laughs> oh my God. Boy, you should have turned the camera over there. <laughs> I thought my man was about to get the right. He had that thing all right. the way up. Um, but I, I feel yes. like getting back to us. Um, I feel like love is the fertilizer mm-hmm. for your for your spirit. It yeah, is yeah. the. Uh, I think it's the X factor in making dreams come true because love gives you this extra essence. How did you find the love of your life? Bro, I, I knew that she was my person the first day we locked eyes, right? So Stephanie, she's a producer at ABC News. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also my mom's best friend's niece, okay. Victoria Rao. Yeah. And so... Who directed me in Rich Christmas. Hey, there you go. What up, Auntie Vicky? Uh, um, <laughs> well, so just to rewind all the way back. So two years ago, I was helping promote one of her shows um, on ABC News called Soul of a Nation. And I was really big on Clubhouse, right? So right. I was helping promote one of the shows. And she's one of the producers that I would talk to. And she would share some information, some behind-the-scenes information about the show. And we followed each other on Instagram. And she slid into my DMs. She was like, hey, I think you know my aunt. And I was like, word, who your aunt? And she was like, uh, Victoria Rao. I was like, yo, That's Auntie crazy. Vicky is your, your Auntie? aunt? Oh. And, and I didn't know she even existed, right? right. So then uh, she was like, I'm going to be in L.A. next week for my cousin's birthday party, which Auntie Vicky invited me to her, her daughter's birthday that next week, Maya. And we met, we locked eyes, and we were inseparable ever since. Oh, shout out to Stephanie! And now we're engaged. Engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. Let's talk about Walk LA. Walk Good. Walk Walk, Good LA. Let's talk about Walk Good LA. Yeah. And why it's so meaningful to you. Oh, man. So Walk Good actually comes from a Jamaican euphemism. So my Mm -hmm. grandmother... She's from Jamaica, from a tiny little town called Mandeville in Chantilly. Yeah. And uh, she would always remind me to walk good. And that means to take care of yourself, be good to, to yourself when you're out there in the world. And just right. make sure you come back home. Right. And Walk Good always stuck with me. So I started out as my production company. So it was Walk Good Productions. I was directing under that moniker. Right. And then COVID happened. And then Ahmaud Aubrey happened. And then George Floyd happened. Yeah. And then Breonna Taylor happened. And the countless lives, black lives that were taken from us at the hands of racial injustice happened on a, what seemed to be a day-to-day basis. Yeah, it was like, like every to back to back. damn f- freaking literally, week. Literally every we're day. We're going through a tragedy, yes. And so I remember like in the beginning when Ahmaud Arbery passed away, when Ahmaud Arbery was killed, killed yeah. when he was killed, I remember seeing that video. And we all saw... The video, right? And we were in like this limbo, not knowing if we should take the streets or not take the streets. And then George Floyd happened. And then everybody said, you know what? Forget That's it. Let's, let's take the streets, right? And I remember participating in, in, in protests and being inspired. And I also felt like I could do it too. Actually, funny enough, my first protest during that time was right here coming down Hollywood Boulevard. Right. And I say this too, like, my relationship to LA has changed 
having walked these pavements, having walked seeing these the streets. people and feeling the yes. energy. Yes. And so I was inspired to start my own movement. And okay. that was Walk Good LA. And so I got a bunch of my friends and family. I made this flyer on, on my phone right. and I sent it to <laughs> as many people as I could in my contact list. And I said, yo, meet me at this park. We met at LA High Memorial Park, uh, which is the park down the street from my mom's house. And it was a park that I grew up in. Correct. And I was like, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna take the streets. And, but I felt like there was one thing that was missing and that was like just a collective moment for us to like breathe and do some stretches before we get out there and take the streets. Okay. And my cousin, Marley, she just got let go from a yoga uh, studio. And I was like, Marley, mind if you just like get us into some stretches, let's some get, breath let's get work. Loose. Yeah. So she did it and we had like a sea of people, just black people, brown people, people from all different colors, backgrounds, just collectively breathing oh, and stretching man. and doing these yoga poses. And I was like, you know what? We should do this like every week. So we would protest on Saturday mm -hmm. and then we do the yoga at that same park in the morning on Sunday. And so we did the Dope. protest 10 weeks straight. And then the yoga classes started to grow as we were starting to do the protests. Wow. And the protests started to, you know, lessen, you know, here and there. But the and, yoga, but kept, the yoga going. kept going up. And I was like, all right, this is what our community needs right here, right now. And so that's when we started Breathe Good. And so Breathe Good is our weekly yoga class that we have at Kenneth Hahn Park now in Baldwin Hills um, that we have every can Sunday. People, can people just show yes, up? Yes, can people can show up. They can RSVP at walkatla.org. What time? What time? What time? Every Sunday at 10 o'clock okay. in Baldwin Hills. Okay. We're there um, breathing and stretching. And, and everybody's welcome. You know, a lot of people are like, I, I can't get down into those poses. I'm like, y'all, it's not about the poses. Right. It's about the breath. It's about the breath. And it's about <laughs> the ability to get your body into those positions. But it's not, that's just one of, movement is just one pose. The One of the poses is just one of the limbs of yoga. You know, a Correct. lot of people don't know that. Okay. You know, where that's just a, that's just a small part of, of the, the whole practice, thing, yeah, right? because I was intimidated as well. I can be honest, the first time I went to a yoga class, I was it was just me and another guy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I can't do this shit. Mm -hmm. And there was so many women in there that were so limber that you felt like a brick. Yeah. Like, you know, just, 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 you know, this here. Uh -huh. And on top know. of that, were you the only black person in there? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. The so with Walk Good, we're changing that. You know, we're yes. we are literally revolutionizing how we view healing in the black community because it's nothing but black people. It's nothing but people of color in there just breathing in nature. In nature. This is an experience that a lot of us never had growing up. Bro. I sure as heck didn't. I'll tell you an experience that I did the other day. I don't know how I got wind of this uh, idea on how we should take off our shoes mm -hmm. and get and, grounded, and get grounded yeah. with the with the grass and the in the in the earth, mm -hmm. right? So the other day I was working out in outside in the yard by the pool or whatever, and I was just doing a lot of stuff. So I took off my shoes and I just walked the grass yeah. while I was breathing. And it felt good. It was didn't crazy. It? Yeah. I was yeah. like, "Am I imagining? <laughs> is this shit real, or is it doing something to my spirit?" Uh -huh, I didn't know uh -huh. what was going and, on, and it but was. It, so it, and it's, it was it's charging real. you up. It was charging you up. Like imagine, like wow, think about it. Before I didn't know you, that shit worked. Before bro. you go to bed, you charge your phone, right? Correct. But when you woke up in the morning, did you remind yourself to charge your body? Yeah. That's what that's what it did. That's what it did. That's like exactly I literally walked, I literally did my my walk like 
through the yard mm -hmm. with my feet, you know, and I felt the grass and it was just a deep mm -hmm. feeling of like, I can't even express uh -huh. it. Because very and rare do I take off my shoes to walk on the ground uh -huh. like that. And a lot of us brothers, we afraid to take off our socks. Cause yeah, we, we, right, we right. afraid to yeah, let like, our toes I, out. I, 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 had a, uh -huh. I had a pedicure in 18 years. <laughs> It's gonna look like Frankenstein. I'm gonna scare every every squirrel in here. Yeah. But it's but it's important, man, just to be vulnerable Correct. in that space with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't be vulnerable with yourself, who else can you be vulnerable with? Absolutely. You know, and so like having those moments of gratitude, of moments where you can just be with yourself and just ground down, that's important, man. It sets you up for your day. And we introduce our generate, we introduce our community to their healing journey just by doing those little things. And hopefully it's the start of something that will be able to change their life like it changed mine. Yeah, I, I think one of um, one of the most important things we discovered on top billing and every now and then it will come up in an interview is about mental health. And it is, a, it is an issue that's overlooked. Um, it is something that permeates in most families. Um, most people deal with it in different variations. But just being aware of your mental health, like you said, breathing, um, you know, coming off all that tension sometimes, you know, re recharging, all the things that you said so far is so important to black men. You know what I mean? Because we never like, I feel like black men are afraid to say, I'm going through a tough time or, uh, you know, man, I don't have an answer, man. You know, I can't take care of my family or I don't know how to do this for my kid. Like, you know, I, I feel black men need to open up and be vulnerable. Man. How do we help each other? In that man, way? we have to just be honest with ourselves, right? And mm -hmm. keep our circles tight, right? Okay. Be around the people who actually support you, uplift you, and are able to listen and have just a shoulder for you to lean on in those moments of vulnerability, right? Because a lot of the time we're just scared yeah. to just share I, I what we're that. feeling because out of just sheer embarrassment, you know, because yeah. you're like, I'm going to be soft. Like, yeah. like, I can't say that, you know, I'm, 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 I'm feeling crazy right now. You know, I don't know where my life is or I, I want to do this more and I'm not. I didn't get the job. Am I, what's my value? Like, guys have these thoughts continuously, but I never hear them say, I never had one of my friends say, yo, man, call me tomorrow and check on me. Yeah, no, nah, I, I always make sure. I just go with a gut. Yeah. Uh -huh. I say, hey, man, I call to see you good. Uh -huh. Oh, man, damn, B, I appreciate that, man. And you didn't even realize they needed you in that moment. That's divine timing. Yeah. Like, I believe like my that. best friend Ron is here with me right, right now, man. Like, I always tell him about all of the things that are going on. And, but also, I also make sure that he has the capacity to right. even take on, like, what I'm going through. But also, whenever he needs something, I know I will always make sure that I will make myself available. Absolutely. Just because that's my dog, you yeah. know? And, like, you're supposed to be able to be vulnerable with your dog, you know? Like, that's what real friendship is about. That's what family is about, Absolutely. you know? And, like, I can't... And on top of that, to take it a step further, we need to find our therapist, right? Because sometimes our brothers, our barbers... They're, they're, oh, they're it's not a lot of dudes as therapists in my life. <laughs> From the dudes I play ball with, the but, barber, the, the, the bartender, on a, on whoever. A, on a serious note, yeah. though, we need a licensed professional. Oh, oh, reals, yeah, we need a deal. licensed professional to be able to talk through these situations Correct. because we, we cannot suffer in silence and we cannot suffer alone, man. Because I've done that, man. I've been through the fire. Right. You know, I talk a lot about my mental health journey. Yeah. I've been to a psych ward. Mm. You know, I, it's 
in LA, we have a code called uh, 5150. And so if you are having a, a mental episode, right. uh, they'll place you on a 5150 and they'll put you on a 72-hour psychiatric evaluation Correct. and they'll put you on hold. And I had to go through that, but that was as a result, that came as a result from... The microphone went out. Here we go. We there you go. You back. Right. That um, came from. But that came from a result of a brain injury, you know, uh, out there partying with my friends during college. Uh, I had microscopic hemorrhaging in my brain. I had a DUI, drove my car into a tree, car flipped over. Um, and I and I literally, Bill, I lost my mind. Literally. Like, literally. Like, when I see homeless people out here on Hollywood Boulevard, like, I empathize because I know that could have been me if I didn't have the family that I have. Right. You know, I that I didn't have the support that I have, right? And then, you know, I took a leave of absence from school and that drove me into a depression, man. I was depressed. Like I never knew what depression felt like until I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah, man, it's heavy, bro. I couldn't get out of bed. And my mom was frustrated with me because she couldn't bear seeing me like that, Her right? Baby. And she got frustrated with me because she never saw me react that way she because i'm always the one out of bed yo you and, know, and you so you bring popping. so much light yeah <laughs> you know and so and that scared her right mm. and so that was like i was a real rough patch so then i went back to school mm. um you know got things in order the doctor specifically told me do not smoke do not drink okay. because you're going to damage your brain even further and you do not want that to happen because the mind is all you have yeah, you don't get two of one. those. You don't have two of those. Yeah. Right? I mean, sure you, don't have two, you only have two of your arms, but That's you only have one, one brain. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, I, I fell back into those those habits because I thought, you know, I'm, it's not, right. I'm good. It's not going to happen I to mean, me. Like, I'm young. One, one drink, well, I mean, you know, come one, on. one blunt, I'll be straight. Right. You know, and I went out with my boys and I, I blacked out drunk, but it was like, it was bad because I never like blacked out, blacked out like that before. Okay. And I woke up. And I was in the hospital. And they told me that I had been shot twice in my leg and a grazed bullet above my eyebrow. At that time, I didn't know it was a grazed bullet. It was just a big gash. Then I later found out that I was shot at five times and hit twice in my leg and found out that when I ducked, it was a grazed bullet that went across the top of my eye. And you don't remember being I don't remember anything. And that's the most frustrating thing about it, Bill, is that, like, Till this day, I try my hardest to remember you what could yourself? have happened. I was by myself. What what my friends told me was that I got into uh, a taxi cab, uh, leaving the bar that we were at because I was trying to go to another party. They okay. was trying to go home, but I was you know I was out there you trying to function. A good time. But they couldn't tell that I was like inebriated to the point where like I couldn't be able to give the taxi cab direction. So you know. What I think happened is that I was in a taxi cab and I couldn't direct the taxi cab driver to where I needed to go and he dropped me off in, in the gutter of West Philly. And I was outside on the corner of 52nd and Delancey. And uh, uh, a man, you know, tried to run me from my pockets. And the only logical explanation I have is that, you know, I contested and I ran, he shot at me five times, and by the grace of God, man, on this one-way street, and there's security camera footage, I've seen this, the detective showed me, you could hear the shots go pop, 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 and then, no, it's pop, 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 yep, so I, right. And, right. and you see me running across the camera, 
and she, you, you can see me limping, and I'm like, I'm holding my head. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, what's happening? You can see that like I'm confused. You could hear it in my voice. And then there's an off-duty taxi cab driver driving up the one way, and I get in the middle of the intersection, and I get on the hood of the vehicle, and I say, please help me, please help me. I've been shot in my head. I've been shot in my head. And at that point, I, I don't even know that I've been shot in my leg, because I'm telling this brother I've been shot in my yeah, head, because yeah. all I see is blood coming down my head. And the taxi cab driver gets out of the car, and he looks around, he picks me up, puts me in his car, and took me to the nearest hospital. But that hospital didn't have a trauma center. And so that trauma, that, um, that hospital, they transferred me to University of Pennsylvania Hospital, and then they stitched me up, and then they discharged me, man. They discharged me that next day. They discharged me that next day because I didn't have any identification. I didn't have my wallet. I didn't have my phone. I didn't have anything. Wow. I didn't have anything. And, and, you know, to them, I was just another nigga that got shot in, right. in Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, but to their surprise, you know, my stepfather was a state senator, and that was his district. And, um, you know, I got to my stepdad's house, and he was like, no, like, something's wrong. We got we to gotta send you back to the, to the hospital. And came back to the hospital, and doctors was like, who sent you? Let you go? I was like, go, y'all did. Y'all let me out an hour ago. You know. <laughs> and so they said that if I didn't come back that next morning, um, I would have had to lose my leg because the nerve damage was so bad right. in my leg they would have had to amputate it. And so they were able to save my leg. Ooh. They performed a fasciotomy. They cut both sides of my leg open. Put a you know a little vacuum in there. Stuck Cleaned out it all. Up. Stuck out all the fluid. They saved my leg. Bro, yeah, man. So, bro, bro, listen, man, you just about to make me emotional, man. Because gun violence, man, we talk about it, man, and crazy. it could happen man. to anybody, especially now. Yeah, man, and that's it, deep, man. What's wild is that uh, the gun violence has only progressed in Philadelphia. It's yes. even worse. And so, you know, I, that's why I do walk good. You know, that's because I've been through the darkest pits of hell. Yes, man. man. I've been and, and, through and the, it. And the beauty, the beauty of you, man is that you walk the walk, talk the talk, and you have the energy of gratitude somehow. Yeah. Like, you know, you. A, lot have, of cats, a lot of cats could be bitter, you know, um, a lot of cats could let that, that thing kind of carry you over and keep your yeah. frequency low. You fought against it. Like you said, you breathe into the pain. Yeah, breathe into and, the pain. And, and now look on the other side of that. You're changing lives. Mm -hmm. You're helping other people to breathe. You're helping people to see a better side of themselves. Yeah, that is fantastic. Look at the glass Come half on. full, not half empty, man. My, my, my brother, Hugh Augustine, he's from the city. Mm -hmm. he's, also, he's also a survivor of gun violence. Mm -hmm. And one time we were talking, and I, and I said I was, I was a victim. He was like, nah, man, you're not a victim. You're a survivor. And that, is, and that is something to be celebrated, not something that you should be ashamed of. Because a lot of brothers out here, they did not survive. Yes. And what do you, you think did. we should do for this generation with this gun violence thing? Um, it feels to me like the politics on it is, is overriding rationality. So here's the thing, man. Like I've had a lot of conversations with my, my friends who believe they should have the right to bear arms and to Correct. protect themselves, mm -hmm. right? And while I, I respect, I really don't respect it, man, because I feel like if you were to have a gun, I feel like you're inviting that energy into your space, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like 
at the end of the day, man, I wouldn't have the capacity to pull out a gun and be like, blah, 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 and protect myself in right. the moment that I had, right? right? Because people out here are senselessly killing each other for no for reason. Yeah, for absolutely no, no reason. reason. And so, like, I just can't even invite that type of energy into my space. Um, you know, of course, I want to protect myself if I was ever put in, in, in that predicament hopefully i will never be put in that ever predicament again. ever again yes but you know I, I don't even want to have to go through the trauma of having to to learn how to use a gun because i know that there are those bullets that went through my flesh there are those bullets that almost took me out i don't even want to engage in that type of energy anymore man because yeah. i don't want to live through that trauma yeah man it's is and that's the thing you know most cases we never get to talk to the survivors yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. we have a truckload of people that were sensibly killed over guns um things that probably could have mm -hmm. been alleviated with a conversation and you forget about them yeah you and know? you go on to the next one you go on and now with these kids and the younger kids in these schools man i feel like we have to do something you know I, I i see it on social media i see parents you know rallying together to protect their children i never wanted my kids to have to do a um a gun violence drill uh, what do they call it uh what do they call it when there's a um it's not a it's it's, it's a gun violence drill but it's called a um when somebody has a gun on a, on a situation like at a school or like a mall. All I know is like a fire what is drill. Called? What is it? Active oh, active, active shooter, shooter drill. So An like active shooter drill. Like right. when when I was coming up, right? The the drill we had was fire drill. Fire drill, yeah. Or earthquake. Earthquake. Yeah. Out here, you guys had earthquake. Mm -hmm. Back east, fire drill. Mm -hmm. Right. Hated it. Didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I remember when my daughter was like in the fifth grade. They had to do an active shooter drill. And I said, oh, my God, is this serious for a child to have to be? What do we do if somebody comes to our school? It happened the same thing for my son, three years apart. He was in the second grade, active shooter drill. I'm like, God. But I think at the end of the day, man, we need to learn more about the survivor's story. Yeah. You know, we, there, there are a lot of organizations that are really doing the work that are boots on the ground, that are changing policy, definitely check out End Gun Violence 365. Mm -hmm. They're doing some amazing work centered around just gun violence prevention, uh, doing a lot of programs in the city. Uh, but they need our help. They need people to just talk about their experiences. And right. that's why I think Walk Good has become so popular now because we are all very transparent and honest with our healing journey. Nice. You know, like myself, my sister, Ivy Coco, nice. and, my, and my, my cousin, Namaste Marley Ray. Like, we've all been through some type of trauma. Right. Like, nobody is exempt Nobody's from clean from trauma. Nobody bro. is exempt from trauma. And, yeah. and on top of that, there is no hierarchy in healing, right? Because of what I went through doesn't mean that I'm better than you because of my trauma was greater than yours. Mm -hmm. There is an equal playing field because we've both experienced some type of pain. So we should show some type of compassion to each other I because like we have had some type of experience where we had to work through it. And if we didn't work through it, here are some tools, here are some resources that help me. Maybe this might help you, you know? Have you ever run into somebody that uh, was so afraid to admit their trauma or so afraid to open up 
that they get stuck mm-hmm. right in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, how do you help them? Because I got <laughs> because friends like that. And, it, they, and they, they freeze you could, up. You could, they tense up. Mm-hmm. You could see yeah. their whole. Because they relive in it right in that moment. Right. Mm. But because like you and not, we're able to see, see what that is. Okay. Right. But I think what's helpful is if like, don't acknowledge that they're, ten- but, you know, acknowledge that they're tensing up. Right. Okay. But just, just be present in the moment. Right. So like, for instance, <laughs> I think about it all the time too. There was a, there was a moment when I met Harry Belafonte right? mm-hmm. and I got, may rest in peace. I got so like nervous, right? <laughs> I, 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 I would like, too. I was Mr. Like, Belafonte uh, was, uh, and I was, oh my God. and I was trying to interview him for something, but uh, I just didn't have that clarity, right? right. I didn't breathe, right? You, know? <laughs> you forgot to breathe. And you was and, getting and, dizzy, and he could, and but he could see it on my face, and he was like, and he looked at my mom. He's like, look at you, it's okay. Like, let's do this in a moment. Like, let him, let him gather Calm himself together, yeah, get it together, and then we could come back. And he showed so much grace. <sighs> he showed so much grace to me in that moment, and I will never ever forget that because it could have been a very embarrassing moment for me in that moment, you Correct. know. Yes. But he made it, he made it easier for me to come back and speak to him with a clarity in thought, you know? And I feel like that's what we all need is to show a little bit more compassion, Mm -hmm. acknowledge the situation, and let's just come back to it. (laughs) And we gonna get back to it, it's gonna be good. I like that. So (laughs) as you you are, you know, just creating your own wave, your own movement, helping people, you are collaborating with different people from yeah. different areas. Like you and Michael B. Jordan joined team. Yeah, man. And talk, so let's talk about that. Man, another thing, we always talk about divinity and right. everything is in divine order. Like Correct. me being here with you right, right. now after seeing that our, our billboard is right next right to where there. Right, right there. Your, your, your podcast, right? Yeah. And so like Michael B. Jordan working with Walt Good and Propel Water, that was God, bro. Because his brother, Michael B. Jordan's brother, came to the first protest. The first protest we were just talking about, Yes, his brother was there protesting with us, right? Now, three years later, his brother is now a partner with Propel Water. And I get a call from my manager saying, hey, uh, Propel wants to do this campaign and they want to support Walk Good. And it's it's Michael B. Jordan attached to it. And I was like, bro, look at God. Like, you can't, you hey. can't make this stuff up. Uh, you really <laughs> you cannot. cannot. I always so, say God's timing is flawless. It's flawless, flawless. man. You, you, so, it'll leave you stuck. It, I'm and uh, stuck. Can't, yeah. can't. This, is, this can't be real. <laughs> it can't be real. And so, you know, when, when Propel called us up and said, hey, we want to support Walk Good, they asked us, what do you need? What do you need? We said, yo, we need a space. We need a space where we could house mm-hmm. our events, where we could host our healing programs for our community. Correct. And uh, they supported us, man. And now we have the Walk Good Yard right there on Pico and Norton. It's uh, it's two blocks east of Crenshaw. Correct. And uh, we're going to be hosting our programs. We're going to be hosting yoga classes. We're going to be hosting mindfulness classes. 365, man. So six oh, days a week listen. for community. Of color for people from all walks of life. This is what this is why I do what I do. I love this podcast. It gives me an opportunity to learn from 
different guests. It gives me an opportunity to experience people in another way than, you know, just laughing and kicking it. Like today, I just felt like this is such a, a spiritual show today. Yeah. I felt like we, you just, yeah. you went in there. Yeah, I mean, man. You went in there and you got us warmed up and we breathed. Because we did what? We breathed. We were breathing. We was breathing. And I want to know... <laughs> For you, for the for a young kid right now that will get a chance, or even an adult, OG like myself, that will listen and see this interview, how do they make the first step in positivity? Like, how does a person say, you know what, this is the last day of my depression, or I'm going to make a step positively to help myself? What would that first step be? You got to make the choice, mm -hmm. first of all. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm, I'm even working on it myself, right? Is praying about it, you know, just like really thinking about what it is to be grateful in this present. What is the lesson in all of this? Correct. Right. Just identifying what is the lesson rather than the problem. Right. Acknowledging the latter instead of acknowledging the crutch. Mm. You know, I've I've been really working on that these last few years. Man, is like finding the lesson in everything and, and reminding myself that in the end it's going to be okay. Right. And in, in the end, if it's not okay, it's not the end. Ooh. You know? Hey boy, somebody better go get this boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, boy, boy, put some water on him. He hot. Some water in there. He hot. Some water in there. He came in. He's smoking hot. Y'all might want to <laughs> put, some, put some ice on him. It's okay. Hey man, you know? listen. And I have to remind myself that. that. Fire, and that, and that, that helps me take the first step. Just being, grat being grateful for the situation, mm -hmm. identifying the lesson, and praying for the capacity to be guided towards my destiny. You know, to be guided towards my destiny, right? And a lot of us don't know what our destiny is, right? right. We got to pray, man, that God's going to guide us towards our destiny, man. Man, you are like, oh my God. Like, you are the son everybody wants. <laughs> man, I got to have hey, me. Man. I got to have me a son like this. Hey, Ooh, but it my took son a lot bright. of work. Yo, my son bright as fuck. <laughs> my son bright than a motherfucker, bro. But like you said, you had to get here, right? You had right? to get there, man. And I had to I'm really so reflect. I'm so very proud of you, Thank man. You. Like, I am literally from the heart of hearts. Like, you, you have made my day in the sense where watching you grow up, watching you evolve to this person that is so wise beyond your years, the things that you know at your age is amazing. You've learned certain things early, and that's going to help you as you progress in your life, and you're going to be able to help people because some people are just giving gifts early. Yeah. Michael yeah. Jackson was singing at six, four or five. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was learning else how to <laughs> sing at 12 and 13. Mike came out the room. Woo! You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I wanted, I, rest in peace. <laughs> I am elated that you came to Top Villain today, and I want you to keep doing you. Thank you. But I, I also want to say this too, yeah. man. Like, you don't understand how much of an inspiration you are to me. Like growing up watching you and do your thing, like you always had the personality, man. Thank you, you always were, you had the gift of gab being able to speak to people. I remember watching those YouTube clips of you on MTV. <laughs> interviewing you know, everybody. Interviewing yeah. everybody, yeah. you know, and like you realize your gift very early on, yeah. you know, and that seeing people like you, seeing you and Lorenz Tate do your thing and growing up. I, I really idolize y'all, man. Thank you, man. So My, I appreciate you for finding your gift. And hey, listen, I always <laughs> said to 
people when I was coming up that I wanted to be like sunshine. Mm -hmm. I was like, when you watch me, there's so many channels that you could flip through. But if you flip through and you saw me, I would, I would pop. Like I would be like a ray of sunshine, or whether it's my energy, laughter or whatever. I always wanted to be like sunshine. So like, I, I felt like that was my energy to, yeah. to be to my success. And when I was doing my interviews and stuff, I felt like I made people comfortable. So they gave me great interviews. Mm -hmm. And then they knew I was funny, so they didn't come in tight. So it kind of worked backwards, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like being a comedian and they like, oh, my man Bill crazy yeah. as hell. <laughs> and so now they chill and now I'm getting the best interview. They talking about stuff they did in third grade. I'll be like, yo, don't nobody know that shit. You know what I mean? That's the truth, but though. That's, that, that's, you know? how, that's and, how it worked. And in that's what's helped me be a better yoga instructor. To make people feel comfortable, comfortable yes. you know, so that they can laugh and be, you know, funny in these uncomfortable positions and be right. in these weird poses that they've never been in before. Bro, these poses is tough. I'm, I know. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Don't <laughs> let him soup you up with his happy ass. Some of them damn poses is hard. You, that down with dogs just beginning to pray. When you get to that iron, whatever that, uh, 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 what is the, uh, the eagle pose? The eagle pose. Eagle pose, yeah. So, yeah. No, 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 it's, it's this, it's this. There you so, go. There you oh, go. oh, listen. There you go. Boom, there you I go. can't even do it's it. Right, right arm underneath your left elbow. See, see how there quick he did? Right. See that? See how <laughs> he cut off the circulation of half my body right here. I don't even feel my foot on the right. <laughs> But see, but you gotta come out there. So we also have um, we have, we have a, a black men's healing circle yes. called You Good. You good. So, you know, You Good can be used in many different ways. Like you could be like, yo, you good? Like where my money at? Like right. you good? Like are you okay? Yeah. And that's how we use You Good. And so we host these black men's healing circles every month, and it's just amazing to see just black men doing yoga. You know, doing some breath work, doing the sound bowls, I'm do journal do journal prompts with from the Black Men's Healing Journal. It's a it's a really a special. Whatever experience. you are doing, I want you to tag me so I can I put it on all my platforms. I'm helping you support this movement of healing, the journey of healing, getting through our traumas, us coming together as kings and queens. We all need it. It's This is such a great show. I don't know if y'all feeling it, but I am. I want to thank you for coming by, bro, and bringing so much love and light today. Young K. Thank you, big ATN. bro. I appreciate Let's go. You. Let's go. Let's go. My little baby brother right there, <laughs> a.k.a. St. Eyebrows. We in the building. Only on top. And Faye, too. And Faye. Yeah, yeah. Yo, 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 only on top Dylan, baby. The number one podcast for the coach of the movement and the discussion. And now the healing. Peace. Peace. Milk is chilling. This is chilling. What more can I say?